0: Shit barrel of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast,
1: most important hour of your day. Oh, hold on, fuck, Fuck! hold on guys, sorry about that, our audio is fucked up, oh I know why, that's why, Ha! <laughs> Dumb Josh. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to
0: call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVays. Fuck you. War.
1: All right, and I had to cut that off, sorry. But that is Anthony uh, Andrew Breibart, who was killed shortly after that. <laughs> and Jay reminded me of that one, and I had to show it, because isn't that the truth? That you're going to call us, the ones out there presenting the news, the media, potential, you know, McVeighs. Fuck you. War. And look at this guy. This guy. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. My name is Josh Reed, and yes, that is my co-host for the night, Jason. Welcome back to the Daily Dose. Jason, how we doing, man?
0: So good. It's uh, it's always nice to you know people like, sometimes I'll make comments on uh, Twitter and stuff, and people are like, miss you, you know, so it's kind of nice to be back. Um, it's, uh, but it, you know, it's an interesting world right now. And, you know, I listen to your show because it's local for me. So I listen to your radio show a lot. And um, I'm always like thinking like, damn, I want to call in right now and just argue with them, you know, (laughs) or, you know, give my peace of mind. And, uh, and, you know, one of the things I saw in your thing was the the digital, um, basically, what I can't understand is why people are okay with, criticizing or critiquing people when they don't gr- agree with a viewpoint. So to give you kind of a understanding of what I'm talking about in the, our hometown, somebody mm-hmm. has a F. Joe Biden flag hanging out. Yep. And did you see this or do you know about this? I, I, I
1: saw this, the, the, the Christmas card.
0: So some somebody sent them a Christmas card and asked them to take the sign down or the, the flag down. And then the child of that parent, also wrote on it and basically said, Santa doesn't come to kids' homes with naughty words on their house. And uh, so all of a sudden you opened up a can of worms. And I would say that this town was very, very, very conservative uh, when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And
1: probably uh, things
0: have changed, right? And um, there's a obviously differences of opinion, but somebody I never thought in my entire life was like, that should absolutely come down hmm. and i'm like no no it, it, like i don't respond to these things because i have a business and i do i do business there you know and uh, you know i struggle with that too because it's people that do own businesses that can be um, canceled yeah and uh and so you struggle with that, and I understand that. You know, when you talk about the Great Awakening and and getting people involved, there's people standing back because they don't want to be canceled. Yeah. Right. And uh, when you when you talk about what is happening right now, I, and I said this to you earlier, it's uh, it's like playing um, badminton in the middle of a psyop, you mm. know, because. There are times when I hear the other side's story.
1: I'm going to put that on a shirt. It's like what? playing badminton in the middle of a PSYOP. I love it.
0: Right? So it's, it's, um, ah, you made me lose my train of thought, but yeah, you know, it's sometimes I hear the left version of something and I'm like, oh my God, it's so believable. However, I know a different version of that. Right. Hmm. And, you know, grandma always used to say, there's uh, two sides to the story. There's, there's yours and the truth, right? Three there's sides, three to, sides the to the yeah. story. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like looking at this and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of how I feel. And even with, with what Trump did today with the whole digital, cur- the digital and NFT. Yeah. And it was like bro what the fuck are you th- sorry if I'm swearing mm-hmm. what are you thinking like really like <laughs> let's save the world but before that let's sell some NFTs for you $99 what are you doing I, I, I'm i just taken back by this and I'm
1: like is this really really freaking happening and yep y- you it know is- it, it's, it's fucking Wonderland And, you know, going to the the point of the flag in the yard, that's that person's private property. There's no Mm -hmm. HOA constraints, right? They, They can put in their yard any damn thing they want. And their neighbors can complain, bitch about it all they want. They can send all the Christmas cards they want. But it doesn't matter. But nobody should say... That must come down and the government or police must do something about it. And that's where the problem arises. And this is kind of what Donald Trump came out with a video afterwards, discussing about free speech, free expression, in the sense that, look, we're losing this battle in America on it. But this is the also the beautiful thing is that we are winning that battle in the digital battlefield. And that's why we must have a digital constitution and bring about a digital bill of rights and these types of things that he talked about. We're going to talk about Donald Trump's second video. But I, but I also want to comment on this because he announced yesterday he was coming out with a major announcement. He came out with this major announcement about NFTs, non-functional tokens, about Trump the superhero, um, these, these various different cards, Trump cards. And I saw people saying, it's the Trump card and all this stuff. Uh, No, I actually think it was a very, very bad PR and marketing move by the Trump team. I think that they fucked up. I think that they they didn't gauge the situation yet. They were probably just going out there. It was probably one of Melania's um, projects that she was working on that they released it. And you want to know what I think? And and here's the logic I'm going to tell you about this is that they saw the negative response to the NFTs, went into the back room, wrote a speech real quick, filmed Donald Trump saying it, and then posted this other video that came out at 1259. And the reason I say it like that, okay? This is the logic you have to have. If this was the major announcement, this this announcement, this six-minute and 48-second announcement that he did pertaining to free speech and what his administration is going to do immediately when they get in the office and all this other stuff, if that's what the major announcement was, that would have came first. That would have came first. And then, oh, by the way, here's my NFTs. But he didn't. He released the NFTs first, my major announcement. Everybody's like, he's trolling. I don't think he was trolling. I absolutely don't think he was trolling. I think he misgaged the audience, the situation, and I was very outspoken. I, I said, "Look, dude, we have incredibly high inflation. People don't have any money in the bank. They can't afford food, gas, let alone to get to work. You know, we have the we're in the brink of World War III. We have radical liberal policies and indoctrination happening all throughout our country." People are starving for a leader to stand up, speak up, and say something, to to lead this movement, to go out there and give a rally call to everybody saying, look, we're doing things. Look what's happening. And instead, you get this troll. I don't think it was a great idea. I think it was a shitty PR move. And if it was a troll, still a shitty PR move. He should have released that video first, then the NFTs. Doing the right. NFTs first makes everybody think that that was the original announcement. Oh shit, backtrack, go record a video, get it out there. Because if you look at his rally call, he comes out there and he's he's pretty fired up and he's, he's laying it to him. But here's the thing, is we should be hearing that from Donald Trump every day or at least every week. He, he should be making those types of announcements like that. Six minute videos every week. Talking, my administration, when we get in 2024, this is what we're going to do. We're going to clean this up. And, and this person's on notice. And the CIA and FBI, you guys are on. That's what he should be doing every week. He, he's leading this movement. Stand up and lead. At least those are my thoughts. And, and you can hate me or not. I, I love Trump. I'm still going to vote for him, even though our votes don't fucking matter these days. But. Mm-hmm you know that's that's my thoughts on it is that it was completely an a, a pr and uh marketing failure and that they had to revamp and go back to the drawing board write a speech real fast record it and get it out there to save face and look i understand the anons out there going hey you know, he was just trolling people you guys fell for it no I'm sorry. He's human. He makes mistakes. His team isn't that good. We've seen that in the past. We saw when he was in the White House. His team sucked. The people that he surrounded himself with, the majority of them, sucked. And yeah. so there's no reason what, to think you know, that they don't suck now. What's the troll? What is the troll? Like, what is he trolling? Well, the, the media. The media comes out now, oh, Donald Trump's big announcement, NFTs. He wants your money. Pay him $100. Oh, Donald Trump, and NFT. That's what all you see everywhere. And that people are like, oh, he trolled the media. Look what he really came out with. And what he came out with, I can actually go to my Twitter and give you guys a better example. So this is what he came out with. So he came out with a six-minute video about an hour later, Jay.
0: Okay? No, no, I I saw that video. I watched it. And um...
1: And it's pretty straightforward. It's ban federal agencies from colluding – to censor American citizens, ban taxpayer dollars from being used to label speech as misinformation or disinformation, fire every federal bureaucrat who's engaged in domestic censorship, immediately send preservation letters to the Biden administration and big tech companies, order the DOJ to investigate all parties involved in online censorship regime and prosecute any and all crimes identified, revise Section 230 to drastically curtail big platforms' power to restrict lawful speech, stop federal funding for all nonprofits and academic programs engaged in censorship, suspend federal dollars to any university that is engaged in censorship Support activities, enact criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who partner with private entities to violate your constitutional rights, impose a seven-year cooling-off period for former intel and national security officials can work at big tech platforms, pass a digital bill of rights. Now, that's great. That's beautiful. That that's a lot of the stuff that we've all wanted, right? Here's Mm -hmm. the thing. That's what we wanted in 2016. Why why didn't that happen during his first administration? All that stuff was still problems. In twenty sixteen. Why didn't any of that happen? And, and here's the thing is he came out with this rally call and I agree with everything that's on that list, and I, and I believe he can get it done. But the other question is, is we're we're a year and a half away from election. Two years away from an election. I mean, there's a lot of time between now and then. None of this is going to happen anytime soon. Right. And so it's it's really just a bunch of fluff. Mm-hmm. The question is, is why didn't you do that before for your first four years? Because everything you said there is absolutely true and should have been. And the second part is, is that that's two years down the road. All that is, is like a, a beefy statement. Like, this is what I'm going to do during my campaign. And that's great. But to me, when I look at that speech right there, all that was, was covering his ass for a failed uh, public relations uh, release of his NFTs and, yeah. and look Trump makes mistakes guys he's a human being I don't dislike him any less I don't love him anymore I, I love the guy I'm going to vote for him I think he's amazing I think he's a good president but he fucked up today my yeah. opinion yeah
0: I agree with you you know you even look at his core crowd right mm-hmm. or his core followers oh, or,
1: yeah. Yeah, he or up. his
0: demographics yeah. you will right you think a guy that's my age gives a shit about NFTs? You know? All my friends don't even know what NFTs are. You know, I know you do, but not everybody's you, right? And so it was like, why why are you even enticing people within this demographics with NFTs? You think some guy that voted you for you that's 65 is into NFTs? Well,
1: so I saw Jenna Ellis reply to him, and you might remember Jenna Ellis, kind of his lawyer yeah, yeah. stuff. And she's like, uh, NFTs, like, like people close to him are like, dude, you fucked up. And so I think that that's why that speech came out. Secondly, but also, I think that there might be a play here because look, that's what I was going to bring up. Yep, Melania has been in the NFTs and crypto and Bitcoin. We have to understand that what's happening right now with the FTX scandal, the FTX scandal was a setup for the crypto industry. Right now, they're doing the same thing to Binance and trying to crash Binance, which if Binance goes under, which is under investigation by the SEC right now, crypto is going to have another nightmare happen to them. Bitcoin will go down to that $9,000 mark that I've talked about um, with my crypto mastermind class. And here's the thing decentralized cryptocurrencies are the future of currency that you want, I assure you, okay? Especially if you have gold-backed decentralized cryptocurrencies, which I can tell you I'm working with a few projects right now to actually create that type of system, all right? When you have centralized CBDC, centralized central bank digital currencies, that that is enslavement. But think about the opposite of that. Think about when that digital currency is no longer controlled and centralized by a federal reserve, a government, or a bank. When it's in the hands of directly the people, that the network, the peer-to-peer network, is owned by everybody who's taking part in the commerce and exchange. That's a decentralized. I think Trump might be on to this, and basically, because he is pushing out through OpenSea, it's using the Matic network, which is a layer two off of Ethereum, Okay, this is decentralized networks that he's using. And I think that he basically is positing a position that, hey, we need to stray away from CBDCs and move towards decentralized cryptocurrency. And he potentially, I'm telling you right now, he potentially could run on that platform in 2024. And you want to know what would happen, Jason? Those NFTs would skyrocket. Well, those NFTs would skyrocket, but also... The crypto community would support him. Mm. And you know who's in the crypto community? Libertarians, independents, moderates, anarchists, and liberals who are against centralized digital currencies. So I do think that there is a strategy with the NFTs. I just think that he should have done that one video first, then the NFTs, and elaborated. And I think that he's going to run on the platform. Free speech, digital bill of rights, and decentralized digital currencies. That Congress has the ability to coin and print money, but not to create money. That, 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 that people should have that ability. I think he's going to come out with that platform, and he's going to push decentralized finance. And, and honestly, I think that that's a great play. For his 2024 platform, because that takes the independent vote out. That 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 brings in the libertarian. Well, some libertarian. Most libertarians are like gold and silver only, but you have what we can call like crypto anarchists. Um, these people are are between liberal and libertarian. They're just kind of swing both ways. Um, but the one thing that they hate and the one thing they fight against is de- is centralized cryptocurrencies and CBDCs. And they know that it's going to kill this world. And so if he comes out and basically lays out a uh, a financial economic plan to bring about decentralized cryptocurrencies, utilization of Bitcoin and Ethereum to build off of those, oh my God, he's gonna he'll win 2024. And if that's his strategy, we're, we're in for one hell of a ride. It's going to be fun.
0: Cool. If you think about it, I mean, he, he is a chess player, right? Yep. So you know Biden's bankrupting the country. By the time 2024 comes around, where are we going to be at, right? How much more inflation, um, how much more increase in inflation are we going to see? Well,
1: right? true, true. And, and I want to comment on this real quick. Roxy just said, but Josh, then he loses the elderly. That's a huge voting block. Uh, we're talking two years down the road, Roxy.
0: They all got vexed. <laughs>
1: they all got vexed. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Oh, it's really not funny. I, it's you know? not funny, but no, it's not funny in the sense of, bro you you got to start to look at it. Like I'm telling you, every day a rock star, somebody in Hollywood, dies. I, I wish that th- you could find these statistics, like how many people in Hollywood typically die per year, right? Yeah. Because lately, it's like every time my phone, my phone will show up and say. So-and-so
1: died. So-and-so died. You're like, what the fuck? They're Three journalists signs. at the FIFA World Cup died of heart attacks. Yeah. It's, you I, know. I, I, you know, Bill Engel. Here's your sign. <laughs> like, here's your sign. Like, I talk about this on my radio show. And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, how many of these people are that? Like they're probably looking at me like I'm Satan because I'm talking about this. Or they're sitting there going, Oh shit Right? Like
0: Yeah. Ooh. I'll give you a prime example. So I'm getting ready to hire somebody. And um I don't know much about him, but I know of him. Long story short. Um he says, Yeah, I had a tragedy like, this year. They're probably and it just really made me look at my life and I was like, you know, I'm so sorry, what happened? He said, in August, my fiance dropped dead of a heart attack at
1: 33 years old. Did you ask the question?
0: Yes, yes, yep. And uh, you know, the thing about it is people aren't gonna be, people aren't like correlating the two. And it's it's like, listen, we, women statistically just don't have as heart attacks like men do, No. right? Now you got women dropping dead at 33. The other thing I'm seeing is um, right now I know of four people that I know that I know that have um, beaten cancer, mm-hmm. and all of them have are out of remission. All of them. Okay, you know, one guy was in remission for eight years. One girl I know she beat cancer, came back. They just told her that. Uh, she has to do two more years of chemo, like a pill chemo, uh, because of her breast cancer. What's this? What's the common denominator be- between
1: them? They're all so <clears throat> there's um there there's uh, research out of the EU. So I was actually uh, we had DefCon Five today, uh, which is on American Media Periscope for everybody. Uh, James Grunvig and myself host a show, and I invited Garrett, Gareth Ike on. So, this is David Ike's son, and he has his own shows. He does a show with some popular channels out there, he does his own podcast. And uh, he mentioned Turbo Cancer, which I hadn't heard of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Turbo Cancer is coming out in research with one of the top oncologists in Europe who's seen a 10,000% increase in metastasation of cancers, which means that basically you're going from stage one to stage four to death. There's no stage two and three. These cancers are going from stage one, oh hey, you got cancer, to the next week, oh you got stage four cancer. You say your prayers, you're dead in a week. Called turbo cancers. And this is what they're seeing a ten thousand percent increase in this.
0: Yep. So I sent you the video the other day. I don't necessarily know um, if this guy's full of it or not, but more or less as he tells the story as a narrator of somebody he knows who was a d1 college football player
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, and he ended up being the d1 college football player
0: right and basically he gotten a a leukemia a blood cancer and they had an experimental drug they told him that would you know if he was willing to to try it um so he was like fuck yeah, you know, I I want to play football and this is what I want to do. Uh, So he took it and it cured him. And then in two years, um, he had all of these medical issues. One of them was um, he ended up having to have open heart surgery because of clots. Mm -hmm. And um, he said that the same experimental thing, uh, he started once the vaccines, basically what he said was once the vaccine came out, he started to make predictions of what was going to start to happen to people after year two. And basically, all of the symptoms these people are experiencing are the same symptoms he experienced. Right. So he was given an mRNA um, medicine cure medicine. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this guy's spot on. You know, it's what's happening. And, you know, I, I said this, before, oh, you know, probably a year ago. You're going to start to see love, people that you love and you care for pass away because suddenly, for what I believe and in my opinion, is from the vaccine. And here we are a year later and this very thing is happening. And it's heartbreaking. It, yep. it really is.
1: Well, you know, he, just... It's interesting, too, because Dr. Zelenko actually talked about this, is that, you know, we're going to see people die suddenly. But also you're gonna see a rapid increase in cancers and other type of illnesses. And these people will be dying of all types of things because of immunosuppression. And that's why these cancers are coming back in these people is because their immune systems are healthy and then they become immunosuppressed and the cancers just run rampant.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing that's got me concerned, right, is we all say, oh, we're pure bloods; we, we didn't get the vax. Well, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago somebody came out and said, "No, the vaccine, this this vaccine can jump."
1: Yeah, the the, the nano lipid particles can jump from one person to another. the yeah. The good thing about it is they have not detected that when it does jump, that the person who gets to shed um, actually has any DNA malformities come about, which is good because there's probably not enough in there to actually do it, but it it, it can produce immunosuppression. Which is sad. And and this is why I'm a hermit and I don't leave my house. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, everything that we talked about yesterday with Sears, with the enterovirus that they're talking about in 2025 with this hypothetical scenario Mm -hmm. where 85% of the death rate is from children. It makes complete sense if you're looking at the strategy of how to depopulate the world and control population. Is you kill off the elderly, you kill off the the youngest generation, right? And you basically make the middle generations, Gen X, Gen Z, and millennials infertile. And now you have to wait one whole generation that comes in, which will be very, very limited to start reproducing the world. It'll take 500 years to repopulate the world. <clears throat> and that's what they want. That's yep. sick. It, it is sick. Um, and, and then they, they just have their social socioeconomic distractions. Like, you t- US, listen to this. So I want you to listen to this, okay? U.S. retail sales fall more than expected in November. Weekly job, jobless claims decrease. Okay? So, retail sales fell more than expected in November. That's not good. Likely payback after surging the month prior. While well, the labor market remains tight, with the number of Americans filing for unemployment benefits declining. Oh, well, that's interesting. Um, here comes the job shock Philadelphia Fed, Federal Reserve admits the U.S. jobs are overstated by at least 1.1 million. So, so they're saying, oh, yeah, we're creating jobs, creating jobs. You know, oh, the, the jobless rate claim, oh, no, nope, don't worry about it. Overstated by 1.1 million. This is 1.1 million less jobs than they actually created. And then, then it goes into this. What type of jobs are they creating? Baristas at Starbucks? You know, stockers at Kroger's? This is the type of jobs that we're talking about that they're created. Nothing wrong with those jobs if you wanted to go on that career path. Burger, flippers, and McDonald's. Nothing wrong with that path, okay? But this is the jobs that they're saying they're created. If you go back to Reagan, you go back to Trump, the jobs that were being created were high-paying, different types of high-paying skilled labor jobs. You, you want plumbers, carpenters, electricians, These are the jobs that you want hiring. That happens when you have a stable economy, cheap money, and growing GDP. When you have builders out there building new houses, apartments, and condos. That's when the jobs go up because the skilled labor becomes in demand. Manufacturing and processing go up because you have to supply all those new places with things. Not not Starbucks baristas. It's a, you know, Jay, like you said, man, it's like we're playing badminton in the middle of a fucking PSYOP. Right. It, Where's, the Where's the birdie? Where's the birdie? It's
0: interesting. Uh, it's, you know, and it's difficult. It's, you know, I think that, I think that for, you know, like I'll hear people talk about things. And they will be like, can you fucking believe that? No, I can't believe that. And I'm thinking, bro, I've known this for like five years. You know? Yeah. Like I said to you something the other day, and you're like, where you been?
1: And I was like, "Guess I'm living under a rock. But, I mean, I still think I'm pretty well informed, right? Well, you and, sent uh, me uh, Lloyd Brunson's lawsuit. And I'm like, dude, I literally had him on the show last week. Like I've interviewed him three times. Yeah. Well, I've, I had seen that stuff,
0: right? But I was like, ah, this got to be bullshit. Then I saw the. Then I actually went and looked it up, and I was like, "Oh wait, this is this, this is legit." Yeah, you know, and you know what? So we're going to talk about something too. So this is another thing that I've noticed. Like when we discuss the PSYOP, right, left versus right PSYOP, is I definitely think that the right or the Patriots are winning that battle. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I found it really interesting that Gucci's daughter came out.
1: Oh yeah, that's good.
0: And she came out, and she basically said that she was sexually abused uh, by, I think, her mom's, or would be her stepfather. Mm-hmm. Who's like the head of the Gucci empire, right? Is that how it was? Yes. Yeah. And I found this so freaking interesting. Now, why? Because I think we always suspected that it would be Donald Trump that would lead this curtail of, you know, look. This this is what they're doing. Look, this is what they're doing. Well, I think we always thought that everything would be handed to us on a silver platter, like Americans do, right? <laughs> so, um, but here it is, gent- gently delivered, and boom, here's the message. You know, so now you've got Balenciaga, you've got, uh, you've got Gucci, mm-hmm. right? There's a couple more. There's another one that's under attack right now. And so you start to see this, right? And you start to see how this is planning out. Now, I also heard the rumblings that there's a victim of Epstein who's got videotapes. And she's going to release those bad boys. And that the people that are in them are scrambling. Now, what's interesting, once again, we always thought it would be Bill Barr coming up to the table and be like, oh, yeah, here it is. Here's the meat and bones. And it's not. What it is is it's real people that were you know, that have been abused throughout this entire their entire lifetime that are actually getting a voice. And that's what this type of media has given them. It's <clears throat> given them a voice where it can't be ignored anymore. Right? That's what's been interesting in this whole banter of tapping the birdie, right?
1: Yep. So I don't toot my own horn very much, but this is something that I've been working on and I came up with. And after looking at everything that's happening. And you don't want to know why that specific thing right there is happening. That people feel comfortable to come out. Because we're in a war within a multi-domain battlefield. The multiple domains. Economic. Environmental. Geopolitical. Supply chain. Infrastructure. Laws and policy. Social. Cultural. Institutional. Political. Academic. But there's one domain that's not there, that's not in that that grouping, but instead it's outside of it, that all those things exist inside that one domain, and that's the information domain. And if you go back to 2016 when Trump came out, fake news, fake news, fake news, Mike Flynn, digital soldiers, citizen journalists, we were in a transitional state in this world People are moving on from the mainstream media. They're no longer watching 30-minute news broadcasts. They're no longer watching, you know, Walter Conkright tell them the news. Instead, they were transitioning to memes within their social feed, to 30-second clips of laughs on Twitter and Facebook, to one to three-minute news broadcasts on YouTube. And what happened is the patriots, the people that are actually fighting back Bubble Walters, right? Bubble Waltus, too. But the people who were actually fighting back, they understood this, went in and seized the information domain with a project known as Q. Q opened up the door to taking over the information domain and it absolutely did that. Look what's happening now. The Washington Post is laying off Thousands of people, 500,000 subscribers lost. CNN is dropping shows like flies, laying off people, going out of business. MSNBC losing money, losing advertisers, right? Yeah,
0: CNN's closing their LA headquarters. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And yeah. So what you're seeing is not growth. You're actually seeing them.
1: The end of the mainstream right media. Up. That's right. And yeah. what's happening is that audience is coming where? Here. Yep. This audience has come to the, the alternative media. Why? Because if Klaus Schwab speaks, it's like flies on shit. Everybody in the truth community is reporting on it, going, "This motherfucker's talking about infiltrating our government." Oh my god! And then they're like, "Oh well, well, I, stop putting that stuff public. We're not supposed to do that, right?" And see, the thing is, is they can't get away with anything. Like, how about this? Um, Nordstrom one and two pipelines. Russia did it, Russia did it, oh my God, Russia did it. And that would have gave way for the United States to enter that war. But no, what happened is you get leaked phone calls or leaked text messages from the Prime Minister of the UK texting Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, the moment it happened saying, it's done. You have a USP-8 Poseidon flying directly over the site exactly when it happens. It wasn't military affiliated, it was contracted probably by the UK. Mm-hmm. That they took it out. Oh, oops, our bad. (laughs) What happened next? You have a missile that flies into Poland and kills two people, and they go, Russia did it. Oh, my God, Russia needs to be held responsible. They attacked a NATO nation. (laughs) Oh, no, pictures from the ground are spreading all over alternative media and Elon Musk's Twitter, and guess what? Oh, it's a Ukrainian missile. Oh, our bad. (laughs) Ukraine's like, we still think Russia did it. But this is the thing. They can't get away with shit anymore because we're like flies on shit to their fucking propaganda. And this is what I'm talking about is now that we control the information domain, more people come out. More people feel okay to speak because they actually have a voice and somebody's going to listen.
0: Yeah. So yeah, here's one thing that's going to get... This might get people upset. All right? And I, I had said this on Twitter and... You know i don't have a big following so only cool people follow me on twitter just so you know so there's not, not a lot of people that follow I me <laughs> i do not have more followers than i've
1: you, got again. a thousand people on twitter
0: oh yeah i got a little bit more than that but you know it's uh my twitter's gone like this and it's never gone past 1700 ah. um it's really weird but anyways so when we made the trade the trade of the century right we traded uh, the basketball player to the yeah for the, dude.
1: Yeah,
0: we, for the and, lord uh, of war the lord of war right uh what, the, what was his other nickname they gave him
1: um he was uh i, I don't remember the he, he's no he, the, if you remember the movie the lord of war with Nicholas. cage oh no cage? no yeah
0: Nicholas cage movie yeah i've seen that movie yeah so so here we go and we're all in uproar
1: meaning us people merchant in this of
0: community the merchant of death And they're like, they traded the merchant of death. Okay. Let's just back up here. This, okay. So all of a sudden, now we believe the media that this guy was bad and he was really the merchant of death. No, bro. There's tons of arms dealers. There's tons of them. Locky, Raytheon. (laughs) No, no, we're talking about illegal arms dealers. There's hundreds of them. Right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, we're going to lock this dude up. But hey, during the Iraqi war, do you guys know that we contracted with his planes and had him as a private contractor? Yep. But he's the merchant of death. Why would the Americans give him US tax dollars? Because that's the pro that's the propaganda. That's Need and necessity. Bullshit. He didn't really go to jail for being him the merchant of death. He went to jail because he probably wouldn't pay off some fucking senator. And that senator said Go get his ass. That's what happened. You're, you're so, actually right. This is how the world works. Ask Hunter Biden. So this is basically my thing. And so this is the thing. was all of a sudden when we're like, oh, we're pissed off that he did this or that they did this. We, then we believe the media's propaganda from 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Fuck that shit. I don't believe anything they've ever said, you know, so... Good point. Maybe he really isn't the merchant of death. And you know, as far as a gun owner goes, guns kill people, not fucking arms dealers. They're just giving them the means to fight a war. So why do we call him the merchant of death? We don't call Remington that, right? Yeah. Because because he was smart and he was like, oh, I saw you an opportunity. I'm going to go sell a bunch of AKs, right? Clearly and and concerned. the guy and the guy was like the U.S. He basically funded both sides of the wars. Right, so, like he gave weapons to both sides. Did you hear just, what like, he did after he got back to Russia? You went on the radio. or went, he on, went on the radio.
1: Russian. We went on the Russian news stations, and it was like, "Oh, those poor Americans! They're being indoctrinated by by communism over there. It's such a horrible place that, that, that they're yeah. they're allowing men to cut off their penises, and this is horrible what they're doing to their people. This is the merchant yeah. of fucking death." Yeah. <laughs> and so so that's like, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a
0: minute, we've got this all wrong. What, what? Why all of a sudden do we believe the mainstream media? Now go back was, and do oh, Gaddafi. They, they nailed go it. Go back
1: and do Saddam Hussein. Yeah, Saddam Hussein was. The only thing Saddam Hussein was was said, fuck you to the deep state.
0: I'm not paying with your American cryptocurrency or your American dollar. Let, and let's, he he was actually yeah. he was actually going to remove himself from the American dollar. And so the problem with this is that if, if I'm mis this or saying this wrong, interrupt me, but more or less is Saddam was going to go change to the euro
1: and trade in the euro for oil. And okay. The U.S. was like, no, you're not. Well, actually, it wasn't the U.S. Got... that said, no, you're not. Oh. So this is the one part about the Iraq war that many people don't understand. Kuwait and Bahrain. Do you know who Kuwait and Bahrain are? Do you know who used to own that territory? Iraq. Oh, Th- that's look. Iraq. Until the the British imperialists came in there, drew a fucking line in the sand and told told the leader of Iraq, fuck off. And How then what they, they did is they 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 funded the families, two royal families who owned land. This became the king of Bahrain and Kuwait. And they became multi-billionaires. Well the British Banks funded all of it, got all the cash, all the transactions went through, and this is how the petrodollar was born. Saddam Hussein said, hey, hey, Poppy Bush, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to take Kuwait back. That's my oil. Poppy Bush is like, yeah, do whatever you want. And he taunted him and he let him go do it. And the moment he went in there, (whistles) by order of the British, by order of Margaret Thatcher. So another part of this, okay, is, is, you want to talk about a Asayaf, how about this? The Taliban, Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda's bad. They're ruthless, terrorists, beheaded people, right? We started them. Well, how, how about this? So they performed September 11th, right? No, no, no. That was the Saudis, the Sauds who did it. That was 19 Saudi Arabian hijackers who were not members of Al-Qaeda, were not members of the Taliban. The Taliban were fighting an invasion in their country from a foreign nation. That was us. Because there is no reason in the world we should have invaded that country. Now, why did we invade that country? Do you want to know the backstory? It's really easy and simple. In the 1970s, Donald Rumsfeld was Secret- or Secretary of Defense and George Herbert Walker Bush was the head of the CIA. What they did is they wanted to destabilize the Middle East as well as they wanted to produce a proxy war against Red Russia, who is at a war with Afghanistan trying to take over their natural resources. And to fund that proxy war, the United States went in there and started funding a very, very wealthy family of, uh, of builders and contractors in Afghanistan. They brought their son to the United States, they educated him, sent him through the CIA various schools, and then they funded him to go back there and start a, a movement, this movement he started was known as the Mujahideen. His name was Osama bin Laden, funded and directed by the United States of America. The Mujahideen went in there and completely decimated the Russians. They took over the governments. They, they led with imperialistic rule throughout all of Afghanistan, throughout the 1980s. The problem is, is the deal that they had was that the Central Intelligence Agency, and the various intelligence agencies in the United States, would be allowed to grow poppy seeds, heroin, in Afghanistan and then utilize that to basically spread it out throughout the rest of the world. Well, in the 1990s, there was basically a revolt within that movement and the Taliban were created where Al-Qaeda was created out of the Muajin. The Al-Qaeda went and burned all the poppy fields in the late 1990s and kicked the U.S. intelligence agencies out of Afghanistan. Two years later, you have September 11th and we're bombing Afghanistan. We're back in there and we're fighting the Taliban. And then two years after that, the poppy trade is skyrocketing across the country, and now we have the fentanyl crisis.
0: You forgot one small fact: the Bin Laden family was actually invested in the uh, with the Bushes in a company called the Carlisle
1: Group. That's right. Yep. And, and did you Which know that on with September weapons, 11th, pharmaceuticals? Yep. They're ding, a multi conglomerate. And did you know on September 11th, 2001, in Washington D.C there was a meeting of the Carlisle group. Hmm. And Weird. Osama bin Laden's brother was actually at the meeting. And when all the planes in the country were were, were grounded, his plane got the leave.
0: How long do you think he was dead before they so came up with a plan to make him the
1: scapegoat? From what we have heard and from sources and, and even confirmation through Reuters, is that he died, um, I believe it was it was September or October um, 2004, of renal failure. And he was on dialysis um, in a hospital in, I believe, the UAE, and he was at an American hospital in the UAE and died of kidney failure. And this was a, do you, do you, have you ever seen how, how many articles of Saddam Hussein being killed? There's like four points from 2001 to like 2006 of Saddam Hussein being killed. Captured and killed. Hmm. The, the, the news is absolute psychological warfare. Don't trust it. Everything that you've heard, every, every aspect of history that you've looked at, you have to question now. Because th- these people cannot be trusted. Not
0: one bit. His That's why story... I don't- I don't get the merchant of death, right? And I can't wait till they Russia comes out and says he's a dude, because he
1: is. Well, he was in totally a guy's prison. He had a shaved head. Yeah. So apparently they took him off of uh, a testosterone, or they took him off of estrogen. And this is why when he was on the plane, he's like, oh, I'm going back to America. <laughs> like, hello,
0: that's a dude. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, that's, so those are the things that like, they get me. I was like, oh, all of a sudden it fits our narrative, so we're going to believe it. Fuck, no, I don't believe anything these people have told me. Everything you've thought about in history, it is wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Especially when you start to, like, you know, when you get into the fringy part of things, like, you get into um, uh, Tartaria, right? Is that it, right?
1: Tartaria, yeah.
0: Yeah. When you get into the Tartaria, where you start to, you know, you start to find out that, you know, um, you know, they find a bolt in 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 a fossil. They say, "Oh, this is a uh, two hundred million years old." Especially well, when you start to, they didn't forge bolts like that for a long time. You know, way before right. the, So none of the shit is making sense. You know, I, I told somebody this yesterday. I was like, I still write out checks, and for some reason, for the last two two years. I still want to write 2020. I'm compelled to write 2020. Okay? It's mm-hmm. almost like my brain can't get past the fact that it's 2022. Oh, I gotta find this down. And get then I had heard then I had heard that when they started up CERN, right, that the whole world was destroyed and we jumped into a uh uh what the hell is it called? A parallel dimension of what uh-huh. we are. And so I was like is this why I can't write 2022? Cause it's really still two 2020 in my world, right?
1: Like I, it's fucking me up, I'm telling you. So I'm, I'm looking for this video and this video is going around TikTok of this, uh, this kid. Have you seen this one? No. Back in 2012, um, he came out or 2014, he, he was 13 years of age. He was an inventor. He was a boy I, genius. And he I came out and this. said that CERN, CERN basically ended the world in 2012 and shot us into an alternative universe. And by the way, this kid held patents that were running various types of uh, what we call cosmic ray energy or cosmic radiation through Tesla technology. And he was saying like they were running in throughout African countries. I don't know if this was true or not. Right, but he's disappeared. He's gone. Nobody's seen this kid since 2014. No one knows where he is. We don't know if it's re- real or if it's fake. Right? If this is staged, who knows? You can't believe anything without validation. Right. But but what if? It, it's a good question. Is what if? You know, fucking around with quantum realms can produce alternate realities.
0: Yeah. Fuck around, find out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I so i'm telling you josh it really like uh, if you and i were all sitting around all four of us brothers were sitting around we were talking about we were like dude we're totally in a simulation we probably would have laughed our minds off like ah but i think about it every day i think about i think about the weather right yeah i think about how things are made i think about like what is a human body like 92 percent water
1: 85 percent water.
0: Yeah, 85 percent water. Like, let that sink in. Water doesn't just walk, right? You know. So, it it really really boggles my mind, and I think that every day I get older, the more I believe that. Yeah, this is probably just a simulation. Like, you know, there's a there's my spirit that came here in this simulation to learn something. I don't know what that is. So I forgot that shit when I landed
1: here. I'm going to fuck some people's minds tonight, and I'm going to give everybody some homework.
0: I'm not trying to get fringy, but I guess No, that, it's okay.
1: I, I don't mind getting fringy. It's very rare that Jay comes on the show, and we can get fringy. But I, I'm going to give everybody homework and I'm going to fuck with some people's minds tonight. If this is a computer simulation, then this means that it's not a set reality of laws and principles, but instead of programs and boundaries, of which those programs and boundaries are meant to be broken and hacked, of which if this is a simulation, this means that you can go about throughout your reality and find ways to hack your reality.
0: So, <laughs> this yeah, great Do
1: you want to know a hack?
0: I, I, hold on, no i want you to listen to every successful person whether they were not not the uh, devil worshiping people that became successful i'm talking about like people that overcame all adversities in life Mm -hmm. and became billionaires or millionaires right and they will say the same thing you just have to keep pushing you have to take these adversities overcome them and move on and you know what those adversities are those are the programs those are Your the own things that are insecurities. Yep. These are the challenges that you need to come overcome to be successful. And, you know, a lot of people quit. A lot of people are like, oh, it's too hard. I'm not going to do it. You know, I just uh, give you a prime example. So this kid goes on Facebook and he says, uh, I just got fired from my job. I was sick for a couple of weeks before this. I didn't get to pay November's rent. And now I'm going to be late on no- December's rent. Landlord says if I don't pay him, I'm kicked out. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Here's a GoFundMe. If everybody on here just gave me one, every one of my friends just gave me one dollars, I'd be able to pay my landlord back, just enough to do it." Okay. I don't know if anybody did. I know I did it. But so then you did today, yesterday? No, I did it. Fuck that. Get a job. Like go to work. And I'm going to tell you why I did it because I'm a very giving person and I will give. But. Here he is. He's got an adversity, okay? So, yesterday he goes on and he says, I, I got kicked out. I'm going to be homeless in January and I don't know what to do. I know who do. you're talking about. Okay. But then he says, but then he says, ah, but I put some art up on my on my wall today. And I look and there's all these custom drawings of like superheroes. And then <laughs> I see a, Sell a, them. a bank of freaking unopened, um, what do you call them? Toys. Yeah. Okay? But they're like, you know, superhero toys. And I'm thinking, dude, you got enough artwork on your wall to have paid your whole landlord back. But because because you were too attached to them, you couldn't let them go? Like, you did nothing to help yourself. You, you overcame no adversities. Like I'm going to <laughs> set him this show. What's that? I'm going to set him this show. Not naming him. But, but to me, that like, listen if he was like i sold everything i had and i'm a 200 bucks short i probably would have sent him money you know what i mean yeah. i sold my i sold everything i had now i've got to get a job right around the corner but you know what? i still got a home like that's like you know that's overcoming your
1: insecurities man it's overcoming yeah. your life your adversity and 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 that's the thing is it's all about the discipline that you create within your mind, which is over. It's rewriting your own program, the, the indoctrination of your own program. But I, I want to give everybody a hack. All right, what's the hack? So our brother John um, used to kind of like dabble in some of this fringe stuff when he was younger. He got away from it in his later in his older years. Uh, but he had a book by Robert Monroe uh, from the Monroe Institute a long time ago, and. Uh, John read it and he goes, this is profound. You need to check this out. It works. And inside of it, there's like in the first chapter, there is this like this one page and it was a set of instructions. Okay. And I followed these instructions, not even good, and it worked. And so it's really simple. It's really easy. At nighttime, when you're going to bed, you lay down on your back, you relax your whole body, And the first thing that you want to do is you want to become aware of your skin, your body touching the bed. You want to sense your body touching the bed. You want to sense the heels of your feet. Be conscious and aware of your heels of your feet making contact with the bed. Your your back, your your butt, your shoulders, all making contact with the bed. This helps you relax. Once you get into that relaxed state, you start this breathing, breathing methodology, okay? And the breath is actually really easy. It's in through the nose, okay? And this is how you have to think about it inside your mind. Think about a figure eight, okay? When you breathe in, it's doing a loop around your heart. It's going around your stomach, coming back out of your solar plex, and then coming out of your mouth, okay? So in your nose, behind your heart, through your solar plex, around your stomach, down through the bottom of your lower chakra, coming back up your solar plex, going out of your mouth. Okay, and you do this figure eight breathing and you kind of get into the motion (sighs) in a figure eight breathing. And at the same time that you're doing that, you're focused on your feet. And you just tell yourself to put your feet to sleep. My feet are going to sleep. My feet are going to sleep. I'm getting more and more relaxed. And soon the sensation, the awareness of your feet will go away. And you move that sensation and feeling up to your calves, then your knees, then your thighs, your hips, your midsection, your chest, your throat, and then your head. By that time that you get to your head, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. and You'll have hacked the matrix. (laughs) I, I shit you not. It works every time. And for some people for the first time, it can be scarier than hell. You feel like you're dying. Just go through it. Allow it to happen. And see what happens. You will hack the matrix. I guarantee you. But I guarantee you there's other processes out there. Just like that. Absolutely. Like when I
0: fall asleep. Like I, dude there's nothing that can wake me up. Nothing that can wake me up. I'm not. Obviously I'm exaggerating. But I'm a very deep sleeper. When i out I'm out. So like when I wake up in the morning. It's almost like. I'm like injected back into my body. I'm just kind of like. And then i'm up you know i mean i don't jump out of bed but it's it's really really weird and maybe it's just you know you with inside your own mind and you're coming conscious again but every time i wake up that's what i think it's almost like i'm just being injected back into my body again and i'm like okay i'm gonna get up um
1: (laughs) you kind of are dude you kind of are. and you know it was interesting because the other night I get into this semi hypnagogic state. I was actually doing that breathing methodology. But so with that breathing, you can take yourself into different states, okay? You don't have to do that whole relaxation to do another. There's various other hacks you can do from that state. And um, I got into that state through that breathing and there was something that I wanted. There was something that I needed and I, I, I just put it out there. I just thought about it for an instant. And... Without any denial within my mind or body, I accepted that it was. The next day, I woke up, and you know what happened? Exactly that. It yeah. literally, exactly what I thought about the night before in that meditation. Boom, happened the next day. It, it, it almost exactly as what I, I asked for. Like profound. I tried it again, but it didn't work. But that's because you, you you garner this doubt within yourself. Like, no way, that was real, that, that was a secret. Like, really? Like, and, and you lose that process. Mm-hmm. But it comes through practice. My, uh, my, my buddy Ken, right, the, the bracelet Ken, um, he tells me that his mother taught him this process um, when he was a kid. And that throughout his whole life, that if there was anything he ever wanted or needed or that, that he would ask to happen, that he'd go through this process. And she taught him how to think, how to think rationally, logically, and how to, to, to connect with the, the existential reality and basically influence it to, to produce what you want. And he says that he was telling me a story that was, uh, he needed you know, a few, thousand, a few hundred thousand dollars. Closed his eyes for about five minutes, meditated. Few days later, had a few hundred thousand dollars come in. Oh, forgot about that 401k account. That money's coming in. And and that's just how he operates. And he goes, I never have to worry about those things because if I need it, boom, it comes. And that's the beautiful thing about this, this reality is that you get how you set your mind. You're gonna get in this reality. You're gonna get in this life. You're gonna get whatever you think about. Whatever That's consumes exactly it. you on a daily basis mm-hmm. is what you're gonna get.
0: Right. Plant corn, get corn, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when so when you so when you understand the matrix hacks, they're there. Every successful person is telling you how to be successful. Just to listen to what they're saying. Overcome your adversities. Just because you failed doesn't mean you failed. You you gotta learn something. Take that knowledge. And do it again, you know. I forget who it is, but he he had failed like seven times before he became successful, right? Like failed just mm-hmm. over and over and over again, but you know he grew an empire from that. Um, I you
1: know, know who you're talking about. Actually, that um, who was it? It was um, oh, there's quite a few of those stories. But yeah, he failed multiple times in his life over and over and over and over. He just kept on going and going and going. This is why I get on people when they hate on Trump. Oh, a thousand failed businesses. Yeah, but he had three successful ones. Three successful multi-billion dollar ones.
0: Yeah, how many successful, how many businesses did you try? At least he tried. You know, like Gary Vandertruck. You know, I would like Gary Vandertruck. I like the things he has. Colonel to Sanders.
1: Say. That's who it was. Yeah,
0: Colonel. Yeah, it was Colonel Sanders. And um, I don't. Do you know who Gary Vandertruck is? Yeah, Gary V. So yeah, Gary V. Man, you know the guy's got a passion. He wants to own the Jets. You know what? I believe he probably will own the Jets because that's his freaking goal, right? And you know, you when you listen to him, he, I'm going to throw talks, up a
1: website right now. Can you see the screen? No. Uh, are you watching on the show? I'm at D Live now, yeah. So Gary Vee, here are two reasons you should buy jets.team. <laughs> so he wants to own the Jets, the team the Jets, right? There it is right yeah. here. Jets.team. The domain, the web domain. Funny. Yeah. You know who owns that domain? You. Me.
0: Yeah, that's me. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's I tried hey yeah but you know what like uh yeah Gary's just intuitive man. like he's got a natural sales ability mm-hmm. and he's done some things you know like I, he told this one story about how uh this guy had come onto the website and was looking at some expensive wine and uh something had happened with the order and it got kind of messed up and the guy was kind of a dick about it mm-hmm. and, you know but Gary went on to his linkedin and tracked him down and saw who he was, and he saw that he liked this hockey team. So Gary went and um, bought And it was just an average dude.
1: There is nothing special about the dude.
0: No, nothing special. But, you know, he was upset that they made a mistake or whatever. So they sent him the right wine, and they also sent him this autographed jersey from this hockey player that he liked. And the guy just went on. He was like, you know, this is customer service. And Gary's like, you know, I think I lost like 139 bucks on that order. He goes, but you know what? Six months later, that guy had talked to somebody about me and what I did, and his friend who heard that story came on and gave me a $6,000 order of wine, Yep. you know? So, you know, like, sometimes you've got to take these hits. Sometimes you've got to think outside of the box and how to win over it and be successful in life. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean monetarily. There's a lot of ways to be successful in life. You know, you can be a homesteader, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I've ever seen my wife happier in her entire life than she is with these animals,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: And she's taking something from nature and she's just, um, you know, and she's making a product. She's making, uh, you know, uh, goat milk soap. She's making lotions, you know, and, you know, like everything, trial and error. She, you know okay, I've got to do this with this to make this not, you know, spoil, right? Uh, But she's doing the caramels and everything else. And she's had a really good holiday season, if you will, in sales. So, you know, so that's successful, right? Success is what you believe. Like Josh and I were texting before the show. And uh, what is real, right? I I think, you know, reality and real is what you believe. And I think that's uh, what... What's happening is right now, right? I, I you think. have two sets of belief systems. You, you know, you have this group of people that think, well, you can only say what I think is okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? And on the other coin, you have people that say, no, no, everybody can say whatever they think and feel. Right? Or, you know, this is my house. And uh, it, it's, it's fucking interesting.
1: It's it, interesting it is. And, and, you know, it's a good point that look, mm. there's a philosophy out there, and Aleister Crowley Satanism. They say, "Do what thou out, that wilt," right? Do what you will, but but wilt there is talking about do your will. What what's in within your will? Okay, now what this really means is do what you love. Yeah, it's, it's not do anything that's. That's anarchist. or And I'm not supporting Satanism or any of that, or the Lima, Thelma, or any of that shit here, okay? What I'm trying to say is the concept of the Law of One, of what Alistair Crawley talks about, of do what thou wilt, is pertinent to do what you love. Stop, yeah. stop wasting your time going out there and servicing other people when you have a talent, a skill, do what you love. Like the guy you were just talking about. The dude is a phenomenal artist. Mm -hmm. He he could probably be online making NFTs, making digital art, and making boatloads of money in his own business if he just had the the, the mental discipline to do it. And it's not something you can hand to him. It's something that he has to do himself. But instead, there's other problems in his life that deviate him away from that path. Other things that have taken his attention. And that's same for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But when you look at life, you have to do what you love. You have to go out there. like I was thinking about this today, and so it's ironic that we're talking about it is a few but years back, what's that right? But
0: is it? or is well, that just how the universe works?
1: yeah, exactly <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about I, I have journals, right? so I, I used to write prolifically in my journals. um and those were some of the best times because. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing the greatest in life, but I was very clear and concise on who I was. And there's one journal entry that I wrote that I said, I just want to talk to people, inspire them. I want to help them grow, but I want to talk about things that I want to talk about. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do for a living. Is I just want to go out there and I want to communicate with people. I, I want to show them things that I've learned. I want to show them the things that they don't see. Yeah, and they and, want them to call me Joshopedia. No, well, <laughs> it's funny too. But it's funny to look yeah. like this, but but you know, before I was ever doing a podcast, I said this, and then the events unfolded. We were in a chat group with with John, with uh Cage, right? Luke Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, these fucking QD coders, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, and you and him came back and said, then go do it better than them. Start your own fucking podcast. I'm like, you know what? I will. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. A- and that's just the thing. is it's that, it's that one thought and idea in your mind. This is what I want. This is what I want to do. And it sits back there. It, it just, you forget about it. And then someone challenges you, then do it. And you go out there and you put in the time, the energy, the effort, and you just don't give up. And you keep on trying. And you, and you grow and you grow and you learn new things and you grow more and you grow more. And, and sometimes you take steps back. I mean, we've, I, I've had canceled from YouTube, canceled from Twitter, canceled from Patreon, canceled from Facebook, had it all happen twice, both in one night, right? Went from 14,000 people watching live on YouTube to, to starting the daily dose with 67 people watching live. And they're all still right here right now, most of them. Yeah. Right? We went from 14,000 to, to a, a three weeks later, 67 people watching. And we built it up back to this, right? But, mm-hmm. but that's, you take these giant steps back and that's okay and you just keep on progressing forward you keep on pushing forward you, you don't let the man fucking hold you down you you gotta fight fucking back and that's the thing about life that's the thing about this program is you that's can't stop fighting
0: yep
1: and that tells you everything there is about this battle that's actually going on in the world
0: exactly
1: it's if not a give, battle
0: if you of good give food. and you submit to them we yep. will lose that's right and that's what it really comes down to you know somebody earlier in the chat had said you know we wanted donald trump to be our patent, our colonel Patent. yeah you know what he is he is the colonel but he's using his soldiers he's general. using you know, general patents <laughs> yeah colonel where'd i get that so but he is he is the leader whether you see it or you don't see it or you disagree with it or you you do and you know Every one of us is a soldier. Every one of us that is creating media about what is happening is a soldier, and is doing what's right. You know, whether it's this much or it's this much, you're doing the right thing in getting it out there. You know, that's the one thing about. I always think it's funny when the people talk about TikToks along uh, algorithms. Like they're not going to, you logarithm. know, I yeah, whatever it's called, but they're always feeding me patriot shit. So it's like, well, but they're radicalizing they're feeding, you. But if they're feeding me patriot shit, imagine what a liberal is getting, or somebody that with that liberal thought, they're getting fed the opposite shit. And that's why so, I said, I feel like I'm in the middle of a badminton game.:
1: In a What's up. Yeah, so in have, you seen, up. have oh, you seen Twitter lately? Have you seen what all these liberals are saying on Twitter? Why am yeah. I all of a sudden seeing all these conservative posts of people I don't follow in my feed? Because the algorithm fucking changed.
0: Sure did. Because I see people's shit. And I'm like, why do I see this guy's shit? I don't want to see this guy's shit. But you know what? That's why I said I can look at points of view and be like, ah, you know what? I kind of feel that way, right? Like, I, I do think we need a cleaner, better earth, right? Yeah. It's But... But I also like my freedom. I don't want somebody telling me what I need to do. Right. So, it, I, like I said, there's, I I lean that way sometimes, but I'm not into teaching young kids pornography. I don't think that we as a society need to conform to a population that's less than 1%. And all of a sudden, we have to be like, we all have to be. This way, no, we don't all have to be this way. This country is ruled by the majority, not the minority viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Viewpoints,
1: viewpoint. not the, necessarily the the people, but um. Well, it, it, and here that also goes back to the founding fathers and understanding our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties. Is these weren't consensus yeah. rights, freedoms, and liberties? This wasn't the the social rights and freedoms and liberties. This was the individualized, which means that it. it it's like the, the phrase, fuck your feelings, right? Is it doesn't matter what the group mentality or the group basis or what the majority says. Fuck them. It's about me. Right. It's about my rights, my freedoms, and my liberties. Th- that's, that's how this country is founded. That's what this country is about. And people need to get back to that. And going back to the patent statement, right? Yeah. Is people were saying, hey, we wanted Trump as our patent. Great. Be a fucking soldier. Yep. Right? Don't don't be the person watching from the sidelines. Don't be that guy that's like, what the hell are you doing with those NFT shit? Well, (laughs) hey.
0: Nah, listen, I agreed with it too. I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? And uh, it just, uh, it blew my mind. I was incredibly disappointed. But you know, kind of like the uh, merchant of death. I sat back and I had to think about it. And, and why all of a sudden am I going to believe that he really is the merchant of death from a propaganda machine that, that you know, gave him the title yeah. merchant of death? I don't believe anything they say now about anything. Why would I believe him from 15 years ago? Same group of people, same motive, same psyop. I don't believe it. So, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to,
1: well, right? And I think we're right here is that, you know, people need to become empowered again. People need to understand that, you know, we live in a world of perpetuated fear and that in order to win in this world, you have to rise above the fear and you have to defeat it in every battle, that you have to keep on progressing. You have to fight back. You, ha- you, have, to, you have to punch from your back. You have to kick. You have to bite. You have to you have to d- grab life by the balls and drag it by where you want it to be. You know that's something that Dad used to tell us, tell me at least all the time, is is don't don't be a pussy in this life. Grab life by its balls and drag it to where you want it to be. Yes. It, 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 and that's the God's honest truth. Is that if you allow it to, life will suffocate you. Life okay. will hold you back and pin you down. You no, have to stand like up, stop being a pussy, whatever that means to people, grab it by the balls, and drag it to where you want it to be. You have to fight back. You have to put in the time, the energy, the sweat, the tears, and the effort. You you have to say, this is what I want in my life, and you have to start going to work towards it. Yep. Yeah. But. You know,
0: uh, it's just like that one Trump video where he's like, you just have to keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. You do. You know, God forbid something does happen to him. What do we do? Right? Does that mean we
1: all just throw our hands up?
0: Oh, the ship is sunk.
1: Well, that, that goes back to your question earlier before the show of, how are these guys still alive? And with Trump, the thing is, is the deep state, the cabal, they want to keep him alive. And the reason being is because if that guy passes away, whether it's natural or not there there will be an armed revolution in this country because all the conspiracy theorists would be like they killed them let's go <laughs> like serious no shit
0: yeah you know uh, I man i i never thought when we started this or when i jumped on after yeah. you had started this or whatever that we would be at this point right now Never in a million years would I have predicted this. And, you know, quite honestly, I didn't think what just happened in the midterms would have happened. You know, I thought for sure the trap was set and they were going to get them again. You know, so there's always hope, right? (laughs) But, but I suspected the outcome, right? There was going to be cheating and those major, um, those major areas were going to be. Cheated it, you know. Look at Kerry Lake. Kerry Lake's. I'm gonna win. I'm. I've got the votes. I'm gonna do it. And if they cheat, I'm gonna get them.
1: Well, Kerry, nothing's happening there. Safeguards in place. You, you remember you, Greg Phillips, out there. We we got it all. we we got it protected. We got safeguards in place.
0: Yeah. From the Secretary of State, yeah. who just happens to run the elections and is running against you. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we got you well yep. it, it, it's it, it's the sad state of affairs of this world right now is the question is is we don't know if they cheated or not there's there's evidence out there that corroborates that there was some shit going on, but no one really knows and that's the scary thing yep. and that's two ways scary. number one, it's scary because firstly, you had a Secretary of State that potentially stole their own election and nothing happened. nobody did anything, nobody cared. Or the second scary thing is there's that many liberals in Arizona that voted for Katie Hobbs. Those yeah. are two scary situations there.
0: So when you start to see, to, to, you know, when you start to see there was more voters than people that actually live in the county. Yeah. It's pretty apparent what happened. You know, we know they cheated. You know, we don't, Donald Trump can't have 74 million votes and somehow Joe Biden beat him. Yeah, It just doesn't work that way. You know, the, everybody knows Joe's a fucking moron. Joe, but I will... Dude, there's so many things that, that we can talk about. Still, like, the whole, you know, tabs on the ears, the, the openness here. Like, what is that, right? We can just say it's a mask. We can say whatever, but that's still weird, right?
1: Well, but so th- there's that, a lot of things that those could be. That could be... Um, he could have had plastic surgery, facelift, it could be makeup, it, it could be a green sure. screen behind him, yep. it could be the cameras that are utilizing that, that digitize the image, and yep. they they adjust it in CGI. There's there's a thousand and one things that could be, okay?
0: Absolutely, I'm not arguing with you. But like, um, like for instance, right? Remember all of the food plants that burned down? Yeah, oh yeah, we got them all mapped out. But like... I still got food, man. Right. Weird. Remember? But all the Patriots said is, you're going to starve, right? Like, it's coming, it's coming. But, you know, I, not that I haven't seen the shelves barren in some areas.
1: Dude, I just went to go. So, Kian came home. Uh, my son came home sick today from school. Yeah, had a 100 sure. fever. And uh, so I stopped at CVS to grab some medicine. Cold and flu no medicine, medicine? Sold out. Went to the child section, sold out. Went to the grocery store, sold out. Called my wife, said, hey, can you pick up some cold and flu medicine? She's at Walmart, sold out. The shelves are fucking empty. So then I'm like, man, that's kind of crazy, right? So then I pull up Drudge Report. So I pull up a few different places to kind of look. And uh, I see this. Why you might be having trouble buying children's flu and cold medicine. (laughs) let's see it well the US households are stepping up spending up cold and flu medicines but there's shortages supply chain shortages are causing the shortage as well as the surge in the RSV and flu cases across the country so there is none yeah
0: like I said I'm not saying there isn't shortages but it wasn't as prevalent as I thought it would be
1: right we're not even there yet quite honestly
0: I I got goats for you know
1: this is what you have to understand is this is just, we're in the middle, we're we're in the beginning of cold and flu season. And they can't even refill the shelves with cold and flu medicine, okay? Why? Because they were overwhelmed with the cases. So what does that mean? It's on back order, okay. What does that mean? It means if the same thing happened for food, the shelves will be empty within 24 hours. And then there won't be food. That's the key to understand, is that if something came out tomorrow and said, oh, the economy collapsed. You know, liberals are gonna go buy toilet paper and we're all fucking buying canned food, right? And the shelves are empty tomorrow. The average grocery store has about 48 hours worth of food in the grocery store. So every 48 hours, they're restocking those grocery store shelves over and over and over again. Which means that if you had a point in time where they're not restocking, within 48 hours, those grocery stores are barren and dry. Did you ever hear about Costco and how they work in the sense of warehousing? Yeah. Basically, 24-hour turnaround. Is that if you did not restock the shelves in Costco every night, you'd come in the next day and it would be fucking completely empty. Yeah. 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 That's how bad the supply chain is right now, is if you went in there and, and everybody bought out Costco, Costco closes the door and says, sorry.
0: Yeah. One thing I did notice over the summer was we were buying food, and it would be it would spoil in, like, days. Yep. So why, right? Well, that's because it's been stored food, right? It was kept as fresh as it could until it got to your refrigerator. As soon as it hit your refrigerator, boom.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. But but why is that? Because it spent, because it it came in six months ago,
0: sitting on a boat, sitting in the on the boat, the ocean. Yep. Yep. Oh, I know. So, you know, but like I said, you see these things; they all come into light and then they go away, right? And then all of a sudden they come back up again. So, my point would be: is the whole thing with the Gucci girl, right? All of mm-hmm. a sudden. All of a sudden, you see a Blanchia, and all of a sudden, now you're getting a Gucci girl, and so we're coming back to that subject of Epstein's Island again. I just, it's kind of like it is a movie, man. (laughs) Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? That's why, when you think about it, it's it's like, um, it's the Matrix, man.
1: Well, like a it, it could be the matrix, it could be a simulation, it could be, it could just be re- what reality is. We could just literally have such a world of sick, twisted, sociopathic fucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can also tell you is that people are coming to the edge of their emotional stability. Is that people are watching this world unfold and, and it's hard for a lot of people. And I know it's hard for a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people that, it's, that are struggling through all of this. And I get it. And one of that, one of the parts come about from that is the psychological warfare being perpetuated on people. You know, this is why I'm brutally honest out here. Even if I'm wrong, I like I'll, I'll tell you my opinion on things. Even if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I'll fucking eat my words. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But you yeah, know, like me too. I told a group today. Okay. Yeah. Um, I told a group today. Like they were saying, uh, the comment was: "Is man." Um, It was about Trump stuff, and they said, Man, I I really don't do hope that Trump is still commander in chief and all this is very, very true and real, that Trump is still in charge of the military. If not, we're fucked. And I came back and I said, Sorry, dude. He's not. And he's like, what do you like, you know, why not? Article two or Article two, Section Two, Clause One of the United States Constitution. Listen to this. The president shall be commander in chief. of. Oh, what they did is they posted a retirement certificate from the army of somebody, a friend who retired and signed it said, commander in chief was Donald J. Trump. And the guy just retired. They're like, I sure hope he's still commander in chief. And i am said, well, no, that guy probably put in his paperwork for retirement two years ago, which is pretty normal. Trump signed it then as still president. They probably put it up and now he's actually retiring or he held over for a year or whatever. But, Article 2, Section 2, Clause 1. The President shall be Commander-in-Chief of the Army and the Navy of the United States and the militia of the several states when called into actual service of the United States. He may require opinion in writing of the principal officer in each of the executive departments upon any subject relating to the duties of their respective offices, and he shall have the power to grant reprisals and pardons of offenses against the United States except in cases of impeachment. So that first part, when called into action actual service of the United States. What does that mean? Well, you want to know what constitutional scholars and the Supreme Court have said? That means when Congress declares fucking war, that he only becomes commander-in-chief when there's an actual declaration of war. It does not mean that if there's an event where someone bombs a U.S. military ship, that he cannot defend the country. He has that ability. He has that decision-making process. Congress has granted that to him through the War Power Acts, okay? But he he is not commander-in-chief until there is that declaration of war. Jones said, um, do a live with SG and on. We just posted on our Rumble a show I did with SG and on. Um, I, I really did not go after him on this because the topic of discussion really didn't come up too much. They did ask me about Washington, D.C. and Joe Biden, and I I did give exactly what I'm kind of talking about here, and they changed the topic, which is okay. I mean, some people just don't want to talk about it. But Derek Johnson, S.G. and on, they're wrong. Trump is not commander-in-chief. Trump is not president. And I've proven this point over and over and over and over again. And I'm not the popular one out there getting all the views because... People want hope. People feed off of the hopium. People want that that faith that someone else is saving their country, that the military is going to intervene and, and save us all. That's the unfortunate part about what's happening right now, is that's not the case. There's probably loyalists in the military. There's probably general officers that are working with Trump in the military. I guarantee you that that's happening. But he is not commander-in-chief. He does not have command and control authority. And those people definitely don't have the majority and control over the military. Now, could there be a small military operation? I've speculated on this. I have gave out my evidence and proof of this. I think that this is a really good possibility. What is happening with it? I don't fucking know. I wish they would do something if there was. The thing is, is that you're not going to see the U.S. military do what they're doing in Brazil. It's just not going to happen. There's a separation of these powers, specifically. And the U.S. military is not going to march into Washington, D.C. and start arresting people. It's not going to happen. Okay. Um, in the sense of tribunals, are they happening? Potentially. But, but do we have any legitimate evidence of this? No. They were talking about a video of like these, these people with hoods on being perp-walked in front of the White House. And people think that the White House is being used for executions in military tribunals. Um, you can literally watch the White House on live cam. You, you can go to Washington, D.C. right now and stand out in front of the White House. You can put up a tent with binoculars. i be a little suspicious, but you can do it. I, I don't think that they're going to have secretive clandestine military tribunals with a place that has live cameras on it and if so then shame on all the alternative media for not reporting on it like logic right we have to use logic here and so I'm sorry but this is the reality is that it's just like in life when you want to be successful when you want to rise up that ladder and you want to do what you love is you have to fight for it and it goes for the same thing as freedom The same thing for saving our country is that this is not a battle that Donald Trump alone can win, that Mike Flynn alone can win. This is a battle that we all have to come together and fight forward through. This is a battle that we all have to stand up and punch our way through. We're not getting out of this without a fight. And that fight starts with this right here. That fight starts with communication. It starts with unifying the clans. It starts with with utilizing our words, legality, courts, documents, putting people on notice, getting in there and taking back over our communities, our towns, our cities, our states. That's where that fight happens. And when that fails, and only when that fails, do we resort to other measures. And, and, like, dc's empty. Four million people go in and out of D.C. every day. And P-Dog, I love you, okay? Four million people go in and out of Washington, D.C. every day. Okay? And if, four,
0: uh, if four million people didn't, yeah. there sure probably would be a lot more talking about it.
1: Right. Four million people go, yeah. One po- I think one, the population of D.C. is like 1.2 million people live in Washington, D.C. Four million people go in and out of Washington, D.C. every day. Go tell someone who sat through three hours of beltway traffic this morning that DC's empty, okay? Just because someone's saying it, they're showing you a video of empty streets. If you're not there and you're not seeing it yourself, then it's not true. That's the Red Pill Project, right? Never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are, what authority they possess or profess, or even evidence that they're giving you, unless you can prove it through your own research, your own investigation. I guarantee you that there's someone out there right now that's probably in Maryland or Virginia or in Washington, D.C. Watching the show going, this shit ain't empty. I just saw Joe Biden's freaking detail roll by an hour ago. Like, I worked there. I lived there for three years. You can't shut that city down. And Even if you did, it would be headline news all over the world. You don't think like, China would be loving the report, the fact that Washington D.C. is completely desolate and empty, that Russia wouldn't be making the United States a laughing stock, that that the Washington D.C. is shut down and Biden isn't president? Like come on, we we got to think rationally here. That's at least my my take on it. <laughs> Where's China when you need her? Josh, I'll show you.
0: <laughs> oh god, guys. Hey, that's what, what you know. Yeah, show uh, me. My eyes must see, and it must not be... Listen, I don't live far from D.C. I'll fucking drive down there and check it out. Looks pretty busy to me.
1: I, I got family I, that lives an hour and a half away.
0: Yeah, I have a friend, or I have my wife has a cousin that actually works in D.C. Uh, and uh, he's not saying, well, oh, man, D.C. streets are empty. Yeah. He's definitely not saying that. No. No. Um, uh so it's, it's an inter- interesting world we live in.
1: You know. It is man, it is. And so sorry Roku had to go. But yeah, oop what the hell's up with Cloud Hub? We're going to have to reconnect Cloud Hub. But okay. Um Jay, thanks for joining me man. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you for everybody that said hello to me. Uh
0: thank you very much. It was nice to be back on and uh we're going to have hey, to do a fringe like I said, if you're cool, you can follow me on Twitter. So, what's that. your handle on Twitter? I have no idea.
1: Restore Freedom, right? <laughs> yeah, Restore Freedom for Freedom 4, I think it is. Thank you, Josh. At Restore You know my shit better than I do. Yeah, he obviously gets on there, right?
0: I do. Yeah, uh, it's uh,
1: at Restore Freedom 4, the number 4. Yeah. On Twitter. So, Appreciate you, Jay. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you for all the donations tonight. Thank you, everybody. We're going to be back tomorrow, Dark Delight Show, Morning Coffee in the morning, and Conversations on the Fringe tomorrow night. Uh, i think we're going to do open lines and just going to have a good time. We're going to talk. We're going to stay up, probably have a few drinks, and we're going to talk fringy topics. So if you guys are up for that, join us tomorrow night. We're going to have some fun. We'll even talk about a lot of this stuff too, but we will be on YouTube, so we got to be very careful what we talk about. But tomorrow night, Conversations on the Fringe, an hour after this show airs typically. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. Take care. Have a great night. See you guys soon.